Hello friends, welcome to the Hillside Church Podcast. My name is Brad and I serve Hillside Church as the lead pastor. We're so glad to be able to share God's word with you in this way. God has so much in store for you and for your life. And one of the ways God works in our lives is through the study of his word, like the message you're about to hear. Our prayer for you is that as you share in this message, if it's me preaching or if it's someone else, is that God's word would minister to your heart and life in a most powerful way. Thanks again for being part of our church family. God bless you. I want to just chat with you about sort of the significance of New Year's Eve, the significance of the calendar changing, the the significance of, of what today represents. This is kind of a special opportunity for us to be able to gather on New Year's Eve to gather as the body of Christ. You know, we can, we can have a worship night. We can do things on New Year's Eve, but we don't get everybody out to those things. And this is a great opportunity for us to be able to gather as the church, as the body of Christ. This is a rare, rare privilege that we have to be able to spend New Year's Eve together. And I, wa- I want to take just a couple of minutes to chat with you today and then actually invite you in a, in a few moments to take some time of reflection and then ask if you would participate in something. But the end of a year, the start of a new year, it's a natural time for both reflection and looking ahead. We can take time as this, you know, there isn't much left in 2023 that's, that's going to change what this year was for you. In the next 12 hours or so, probably, whatever this year has been for you will probably still be true in about 12 hours. There's just not enough time to really change that. Whether this year was, was amazing, whether this year was horrible, whether this year was somewhere in between, whatever it is, is probably what it is going to be. And I'm sure for, for all of us, This year has been some kind of combination of all of that. Amazing moments. There's probably been moments in your life where over the course of this year, you probably have said to yourself, this is one of the best days of my life. But the same token, there's probably been days this year where you've probably said to yourself, this is one of the worst days of my life. Amazing, wonderful, bitter, sad, disappointing, confusing, and all all the points in between. And isn't that kind of interesting? That as we gather together in the same place, as the same church, with so much shared life over the last year, you know... If you regularly come to church, you've spent at least one day a week with these people. And, and we live in the same town-ish. We, we have so much shared experience. But yet one person may say, this year was one of the best years of my life. And, and the person sitting two seats over may be so excited that 2023 is just finally over and we can start fresh tomorrow. It's, it's why in scripture we're, we're called to rejoice with those who rejoice and at the same time to mourn 
with those who mourn. Because at any given moment, so much is happening in our lives. That, that, so there, there are those here this morning who are celebrating and rejoicing. And there are those here that are mourning this morning. There are those who are, are having a great day, a great season. Christmas was wonderful. And there are those here this morning just fed up, tired, and worn out. And they are not here to celebrate. And what this means for us is, is that we're not called to, as followers of Jesus, I'll even say we're not allowed to allow the season that we're in to overshadow our ability to connect with other people. That my mourning doesn't allow me or shouldn't stop me from celebrating with you. And, and my celebrating shouldn't stop me from being able to mourn with you. That, that's what it's ca called being in relationship with each other. That, that we're not so focused on what's going on in my life that I can't see what's going on in your life and be able to say, in the midst of my celebration, that must be so hard for you. I'm so sorry. Or in the midst of my mourning, to, to not be able to say, I'm so happy for you. But as we're called to communities, we're called to family, to be together, we're called to celebrate with each other when we have reason to celebrate. And we're called to mourn with one another when we have reason to mourn. But New Year's Eve is also a natural time for looking ahead. Because tomorrow is a new year. We, we look ahead and we all know the story of 2024 has yet to be written in our lives. At least for us. God knows. But we don't. We have no idea what the next year might look like. And so we plan and we prepare and we look forward with anticipation for everything that the new year could be. The calendar changes and people see this as a chance to set things that they see as wrong right in their hearts and their lives. If you're a gym person, you know this is the absolute busiest time of year at the gym. In fact, if you're a gym person, you may not go to the gym for the next few months because the gym is so busy right now. Because there's so many people that have said, January 1st, I'm getting healthy. January 1st, I'm going to hit the gym. January 1st, we are doing this thing. This year, this is the year it's finally going to happen for me. So many different resolutions, commitments, desires, goals, promises. This year, we're going to save more as a family. This year, we are going to do more of this. This year, we're going to do less of that. In fact, this year, we're not going to do any of that. And this time of transition, whether you look back with sadness or with joy, or in looking forward, you are anxious and excited, I invite you to take a healthy, reflective approach with me and invite God into this process as you reflect on the past year 
and look ahead to the new year. And this morning, I'm going to invite us to take some time to do both of those things, to reflect on the year that was, but also to look forward to the year that's coming. And I want to do both of these things through one word, through the word gratitude. That, that's the word for us this morning, if you want to think about it that way. I want us to look back at this past year, whatever this year was like for us, the mixed bag, and look back with a sense of gratitude for what the Lord has done in our lives. This is, is true for, even for us as a church. Is, is 2023 had some remarkable moments for us as a church. Is we appointed Pastor Lori. We, we were able to hire Marianne as our kids director. We went from one service to two services to three services on Christmas Eve. And we had 240 people come to church on Christmas Eve. It was amazing. But more than that, we had 22 rededications or salvations this year. 22! That is amazing. You can, yeah, you can clap for that. More than we've ever had. We had 11 baptisms this year. Wow! We also hosted a funeral for baby Zanetta. We had some of the highest moments we've had as a church. And we've also buried infants and struggled with how do we even begin to process that? And for all, so many of us, as we look back on this year that was, incredible highs and probably difficult lows. But for some of us, if, as we talk about God's blessings, something might jump out at you that you might not even need to reflect too much over. As we say, what are you thankful for this year? You may be able to say, it's this. I don't even need to think about it. This is what it was. I mean, an answered prayer. I've been praying for years that this would take place. And we saw the answer to that this year. Maybe uh, someone being healed, maybe getting a job promotion, maybe getting a new job, maybe a move. Who knows? You may be able to say, what were you thankful for this year? And the answer may come without even a moment's hesitation. But for some, God's blessings, they're, they're not as obvious, and, and they take more time for us to think about. Although, to be fair, we may experience still kind of like a duh moment when we think about it that, I, I don't even know, I don't, what about, oh, right, of course, that was it. But a year is a long time. And some things may have started to fade from memory. But for some of us, we may have to dig really deep to try and figure out, in my life right now, what am I grateful for? Maybe it's the ability to go to work every morning, even if I don't like my job, or having two feet to stand on, or having toothpaste for my teeth. Maybe it's that your coffee was good this morning. The not-so-obvious blessings are the one we often take for granted because we can experience them every day. But I want to extend an opportunity to all of us today to, to take a moment 
and reflect on God's blessings this year. Because there's, there's a call to each of us in Scripture. A call that is so important that the Bible will actually tell you that this is God's will for your life. So much of our lives and our thought processes and as we move through life can be dedicated to like, well, what is God's will for my life? I just want whatever God's will for my life is. I just want to, to do whatever it is that God's will for my God, would you show me your will for my life? But yet we read in Scripture that there are a handful of places where God actually says, this is my will for you. And this is one of those places where we explicitly read in Scripture that this is God's will for our lives. This is God's will for your life. That This isn't somehow just some good idea, but in your life, this is God's will for you. So that's a pretty big deal. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 will say, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. What, what is God's will for your life? That you would give thanks in all circumstances. What, what does God's plan for your life look like? that you would give thanks in all circumstances. Well, that, that doesn't tell me what kind of job I should have. It tells you that whatever kind of job you have, we should give thanks in all circumstances. That, that doesn't tell me where I'm supposed to live. It tells you that wherever you live, we need to give thanks in all circumstances. Now, of course, speaking honestly... It all sounds like a lot, especially as we, we may take time to recall not-so-distant events, a pandemic, food shortages, high gas prices, broken families, political divisions, corrupt governments, war, and so much more. But maybe for you, it's, it's not these big things, these big world things. Maybe it's more personal. Maybe your thoughts of what life has been like, it's, it's more marked by personal loss or, or personal grief. But I want you to notice that God doesn't tell us to be grateful for all circumstances. But God doesn't say be grateful for everything. But he calls us to be grateful in all circumstances that sometimes things are bad and it's okay to acknowledge that things are bad. That's not somehow ungodly. That's not somehow unscriptural. It's okay to say this is not good, but it, we are called, we are commanded, we are told that it is the will of God for our lives to still give thanks in the midst of that. And so I'm going to invite you to do something today. Up at the front, here on either side of these sta these, the stage, I have these cards and on the cards, it says, I am grateful for. And I'm going to invite us to, to take a few moments to reflect on what you're grateful for today. What are you grateful for today? And in a moment, whenever you're ready, I'm going to invite you to come up and grab a card. Maybe two, 
I don't know if there's enough for three, but maybe. If you're really grateful for three things, take three cards. But I'm going to invite you to fill it up. Then at the back, just at the back of the sanctuary over here, there's a wall there with a bunch of clothespins and a bunch of ones already up there from the first service. What I'm going to invite you to do is to take a card, write down whatever it is that you're grateful for. And don't feel pressure to over-spiritualize this. This is sometimes we, we want to come up with these grand spiritual language and, and you know, I'm, I, I'm grateful for Habakkuk 2.17, which maybe I'm grateful for my family. Or maybe I'm grateful for this friend. Or maybe I'm grateful for my coffee. Or whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be this, this thing that somehow needs to be tangibly or untangibly spiritual. It can be extremely tangible. But I'll invite you to, to write it down. Then I'll invite you to bring it to the back there. And if you get back there fast enough, there might still be clothespins. And if not, Tracy's got some sticky tack. And so we're going to post them up on the wall. And we're going to leave those things up on the wall as long as they'll stay there to serve both as a constant reminder for us as we go through the next year. Right, I was grateful for that. And to be able to add to it. That we'll get some more cards if we run out of cards and we'll have the opportunity to add more to our wall of gratefulness. But Ludovic's going to come and he's just going to play some, some music to, to not make it awkward Well, it's silent because then people feel like nervous about clearing their throats or whatever and, um, and all of that. But I'm going to invite you just to take the next couple of moments and, and just reflect on, on what am I grateful for. And whenever you're ready, and that maybe right away, come up and grab a card. But I also want to encourage you, I want to challenge all of us to do this. You may think to yourself, I'm good. I don't need to do that. I want to challenge you to do it. Even if you're visiting with us, I'll challenge you to do it. But take a moment, maybe, maybe you know right away and you can come right now. People already are. Maybe it'll take you another couple moments. So we're just going to take a couple minutes for, for you to take time to, to do this. exercise was a really helpful and meaningful way for you to end off your year to be able to say God I, I'm thankful and if you haven't put your card up there there's still time or if you're thinking oh there's something there's still time like I say we're going to leave those up so you can add to them throughout the year you can add to them later today if, you, if that's what you'd like to do but I want to just for a moment turn our attention to next year to 2024 and allow us to start off the year from a place of gratitude because it's good to look back. In fact, it's, it's important, it's scriptural to look back and look at what the Lord has done. But we are able to, as followers of Jesus, as God's children, as, as his sons and daughters, we're actually able to look forward with a sense of gratitude because we know that God's promises are true. 
And so we can look forward, even without knowing what 2024 is going to hold, we can look forward with a sense of gratitude. And today I want to invite you to to receive something from the Lord today that I believe that God has for us. I I believe this is is a word for our church. It may be a word that resonates more with some than others. I don't know. But this is a word that I believe that God wants us to start out 2024 with, to to put in our pocket, to hold on to, to write down, to, to have it be an important part of where we go from here. Because God wants you to know this to be true in your life. And that promise is found in Isaiah 43.2 where it says, When you pass through the water, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. In this verse... God is talking to his people, to the Israelites, as they begin a journey. They've they've been in captivity for a long time, and they're going to be released. They're going to be sent back to their land. But to get there, they've got to get there. They've got to travel a long distance, and their travel looks a lot different than ours. There's no planes to catch. There's no U-Hauls to bring all their stuff. So you can imagine the challenge this nation would face when they find themselves standing in front of deep water or difficult rivers. Men, women, children, livestock, all their belongings would have to get from this side of the river to that side of the river. And how are we going to do this? This year, I don't know what your year looks like for you. I don't know if you're going to come across any actual rivers that you're going to need to figure out how to cross. But I do know that we will encounter something this year that mimics a rushing current or a suffocating smoke. Notice how the verse says, when you go through deep waters, when you go through rivers of difficulty, when you walk through the fires of oppression. Not if, but when. When you go through these things, when these things happen, the nation of Israel, excuse me, was guaranteed to encounter these things on their journey. And I think it's fair to say that we can count on those things too. Now, of course, that's not the promise we're counting on. That's not what I want you to take away from this. This year's going to be terrible. Happy New Year, everybody. See you next week. That's not what I want you to take away from this. God was highlighting for his children... That what you're going to face is going to have difficult moments. And friends, as we prepare for 2024, I hate to break it to you, but there's going to be difficult moments. There's going to be challenging moments. But God didn't just warn them of potential problems. But he included promises to stand on 
in the midst of them. God would be with them. They would not be overtaken. They would not be consumed. As we head into a new year, let's start out this year prepared. Knowing that when we face the trials of life, we will stand. Undaunted by deep waters, ready for the rivers of difficulty, fearless in the face of the fire. Because we know that no matter what life brings us in 2024, the word of the Lord for you, for me, for all of us, Today, tomorrow, and in the year ahead is Isaiah 43.2. I want to encourage you to highlight it, to underline it, to open the Bible app on your phone and click on the verse, and you'll get the verse app, and you can save it, set it as the home screen on your phone. What God wants you to know as we stand on the edge of a brand new year is Isaiah 43.2. His promise is that I will be with you. Wherever you go, whatever you face, whatever you celebrate, whatever you mourn, whatever deep water you have to cross, whatever fires you have to face, God will be with you. Long day, tough night, just one of those weeks I feel Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family. And that includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca. Or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on contact us from the main menu. Or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on our pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know His hope, know His purpose, and know His power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church, we're a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. As family we go.
know that I know that I'm never alone You tell me that your love never fails And you're never letting me go 